0: yo this is malcolm mckeese um primary host of the etc by us podcast um ceo and founder of etc Bias. us first of all thank you for subscribing checking out you know this this episode was a great conversation that i had with caesar who's out living in la right now i just graduated from university over in new york lives out in la now he was in town over thanksgiving um he came in he tore down native tongues an incredible night a night that i'll never forget um for our two-year anniversary so first and foremost shout out to bro for doing that Uh, the full audio for that is available on the native tongues ohio podcast page on anchor by the way we're working to get that out on spotify and uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. But you can go listen to the entire show right now on Anchor, Native Tongues Ohio, like I said. But, yeah, thank you for the conversation, C's. If you are listening to this, uh, we talked about everything under the sun. Um, got into some great conversation about Columbus, about culture, politics, religion. Um, I think we talked a little bit about Kanye. Jesus is King. that just came out. Um, just great, great conversation. So you, you guys are in for a treat. We talked for just under two hours, and it was two hours full of like great conversation, um, very unstructured, just organic and natural. Uh, before that, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about what ETC, w- excuse me, ETC was. So um, check out this quick bumper, and then we're going to get into the conversation uh, with Caesar. Talk to y'all soon. We created a new lane and called it Infrastructure. This is ETC by us. On one hand, you have the Archive, a subscription-based curated database and network which contains detailed information on creatives and their happenings on an exclusively local level. You have the Creative Consulting Brokerage, a service-driven division which provides holistic, end-to-end creative consulting solutions for creative individuals and groups. And then future forward, we have ETC by Akis, our nonprofit division, this awards deserving creatives funding resources and assistance to achieve their goals. And here's what it means to be part of the infrastructure. For the creatives, a centralized location that serves as a digital encyclopedia archiving your content and history, a reliable distribution system that connects you with the consumers who want to know what's going on in the creative community, a platform that supports your projects in meaningful and intentional ways and down the line access to funding from corporate and community partners. For consumers, we offer the answer to the question, what's happening in my city? Who are the people that are adding value to the culture and how can I support? How can I be part of it? Access to special deals and exclusives and content and merchandise and ease of consumption as we deliver archive-related content directly to you. And to the culture, we offer infrastructure, an organized system that makes navigating the creative scene easier than it's ever been because telling our story and documenting the narrative of Columbus's important work. So tap into local with etc. Visit us on Instagram at etc.by.us. Follow us on Twitter at the ETC by us. And you can find more info online at etcbyus.com.
1: you are really have the festival. <laughs> yeah, man. <what? laughs> Niggas really had a festival, bro. Really. Right. Like,
0: it's just crazy. It's a different type of town, day. Yeah. We're all here in Columbus, man. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm just I'm excited
1: about like, the shit wild. that we're doing, like and it's just happening, like y'all are just doing it, like literally just doing it. Yeah.
0: It's wild because like, alright, before you got here, I uh Yeah. You should do it. But uh, before you got here, I was listening to Hamilton, the uh, soundtrack. Have you seen Hamilton?
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. I can't stop listening to it. Like
1: you you rave about it.
0: Yeah, like I can't stop, like you Every really time I listen lot. to it, it's a new song or new, like, concept that it feels so relatable to whether it's me personally or the time that's going on right now in mm-hmm. life or, mm-hmm. like, all that type of shit. Like, uh there was a song earlier, it was uh, The Room Where It Happens, you know, it's like, bro, I'm trying to build something that outlives me. He was talking about the, oh, uh, the sure. Great Compromise that moved the Capitol from New York down to Washington, D.C., sure. and it established, like, Wall Street up in New York. And, like, he was saying, like, in the middle of that compromise, it's like, uh, but how could you move the capital down there? It's like, bro, it doesn't matter where the capital, in quotes, is, like, where's the actual capital at. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's in New York or whatever. You see what I'm saying? It's like, bro, you have to learn how to compromise and shit. That's it's like, nice. I'm trying to build an economy that will keep the whole country lifted because, you know, the South, they didn't want to, like, pay yeah. money because yeah. they had, like, slavery. So their yeah. economy was, like, booming in New York they had like that and shit well, up in the north they had that. but i just be thinking about like the compromises that we had to make and all that and uh how it really boils down to who's in the room when the decisions are being made like you that's mean? the name of the song
1: yeah that's a fact
0: yeah so it's like just going back and looking at history and how like this whole country was founded yeah. and like how like shit that Change the course yeah. of like the direction of the country. Yeah, without a doubt. And it happened just from three people being in a room and say, "Okay, we'll do it this way." And it's like, Brett, if the whole country can be shifted <laughs> based off of that, then it's like think about where we are right now. Yeah. It's like, who says that the decisions that we make right now, yeah, bro. can't also have that same type of impact and stuff?
1: You know, absolutely. I
0: don't know, bro. I'm just I'm so inspired by it. Like,
1: I would, I, I definitely would love to see it. Um, and heard, of course, great things about it As, you know, all the reviews for it are so dope I just never had the chance to So maybe I'll keep my eyes out It's for the opportunity to catch the show like, Yeah, I, I was, believe it
0: I was so fortunate My mom just like randomly was like Hey, I got tickets for you wow. because, I was like, what? When did you, when did you see it? Um, in February this year I, I had, oh, let me give you the Wi-Fi um, I had great. had a um, My wisdom teeth needed to be taken out uh, They had been impacted so I was like On pain medicine But It was so crazy. Oh you pulled up
1: On pain medicine Yeah off the... <laughs>
0: I remember I took like Three shots of Henny While I was there was just like it, Boy that's why You liked shit. it Nah 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 Because I can't stop Listening to it It's November You I listen to it At least once a week And probably like Six or seven times a
1: week That's
0: actually remarkable Yeah Like bro It's so bad It's not out yet I hope that they've Turned into a movie Really I go to YouTube And like I watch like they have, like, the uh, animations and, like, illustrations where, you like... Really they
1: really love it like that. Yeah,
0: but, but, like, what was really dope about it is that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's the one that wrote it and right, created it, right. one, it's, like, hip-hop throughout the whole show. Yeah. Like, it's a hip-hop show. Um, but he recasted historical figures as, like, people of color. So, like, George Washington's a bald black guy. You see what I'm saying? And uh, Alexander Hamilton is, like, uh he's latino what's and powerful
1: about that he, it's like all right to me that's ironic
0: the whole it's kind of all right so for me i just tweeted this the other day i feel like there's not really a safe space for black americans who love the idea of america who are disappointed that america hasn't lived up to its promise and, and what it says that's supposed to be but still loves the idea and i felt like i mean i lived it seeing these historical figures up on stage, and then not being just a bunch of white guys immediately made the ideas of America more accessible to me. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like hearing these great ideas coming from Alexander Hamilton, but he looks like me, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? It, it's like, all right, it's not so much about who was saying it because the founding fathers were flawed, but that doesn't mean that the principles and the foundation that they led isn't something that I can also adopt and that I can also, like, have a, a part in, you see what I'm What I mean? are
1: the principles that you enjoy so much? Like, Thank I you mean, so much. But now we we about to get right into yeah, it. shit, sure we can. About.
0: You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, the very the idea of freedom in and of itself. Mm. You know what I mean? It's ironic that the person that wrote the Declaration of uh, Independence was a slave owner. Of you feel me? And like in the play, they call out the hypocrisy of that. You see what I mean? Yeah. But even beyond that, the actual declaration itself, the fact that as people we have inali- in excuse me inalienable rights right. yes. that just because we're humans, we are owed yeah, freedom. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's where everybody, even yeah. if they were hypocrites when they wrote it, the words that they wrote were still, Facts. you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was just, uh, I could talk all day about
1: that That's this, really man. interesting, bro. I might hop on YouTube and maybe just like watch a
0: couple of clips or Yeah, man. And, I mean, I could, if you're like genuinely interested, I try not to force it on nobody because I, mean, I I don't know. I'm, I'm a history buff. Like I love, I love history. like you're history up. and shit. Um, and I love like new ways of understanding history and shit too. So I'd be watching drunk history. Do you listen to
1: revisionist history?
0: I, we listen to revisionist okay. history. Okay, bless. Yeah, like I really be trying to get to the weeds with it. But if you're like legitimately interested, I can shoot you some of like my favorite songs and stuff from it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's one song. Then this is the one that is probably the most relevant. If title. I'm so city, I mean, that city, salty at title for not Boy. doing what Apple Music and Spotify have done and telling you what your most listens to are. Yeah, they're goofy for that. I don't yeah. know why they're not doing that. Yeah, I don't know either. It bothers me. And you, know, you know, I'm a big title advocate yeah. or whatever. Yeah, But But um, nonstop is the finale song from the first act of Hamilton. Okay. Where he's talking about how, all right, now that the war is over, it's like, now we have to fucking build this whole country and shit. And he's talking about basically him writing the Federalist Papers and uh, inside of it, you know what the Federalist Papers are? Yeah, so inside of it, it's like, bro, like, why are you writing like you're running out of time? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you throwing everything at the shit? He was like, because, you know, we fought for freedom. We fought for this country. And now, like, we got to make sure that that fight was worth it. Yeah. Uh, We're free, and and now what? Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel just and building this shit here in Columbus, it's like, all right, I gather attention, like people who listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, all right, now what? Now what do we do? With yeah, it? what's the and, point? Yeah, what's the point? Exactly. So.
1: Respect. Yeah. I digress. Like I said, yeah. I could talk no, about that you, shit all
0: day. I don't even know how I started talking
1: about Hamilton. Just enough. You know. Yeah. Who knows these days, man. Yeah. What have you been up to? I'm still on the high from yeah. I was just about to say first let's let's tongues. let's decompress, let's exhale. I, mm-hmm. I want to hear like what you how you feel cause I want to yeah. hear how
0: you feel, brother. Because <laughs> your, your first native tongues you were performing at. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: How did you enjoy being in that space? It was love, bro. I think when I came, sometime during the summer, I was able to sneak in and just watch one.
0: Just oh, okay. Sit, so you've been sit, to one before?
1: Yep. Sit back and watch one and kick it. Uh but it was literally just one. And mm-hmm. then, so now like Do you remember which right. one that was? It was the one where uh a saxophone player was the uh Rick Sexton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that was a beautiful one. And it was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was very impressed, but it was it was love, man, being present. I think my favorite part about it was being appreciated by um, an audience who came specifically to listen to good quality like art mm-hmm. which is extra extra rare yeah you might get like a real small group of people maybe 14 and 15 people together who really enjoy art or you might get a big crowd who literally are just casual you know just very passive and present mm-hmm. but to have the a full space full of people who wanted to hear yeah that's an alley-oop yeah you know what i'm saying that's mm-hmm. an alley-oop that's what you create music for I should get art, you those emails and
0: stuff,
1: too. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah bro. While I'm here,
0: do. I'll, uh, love. I'll
1: definitely get that to you. Love. It was sick, man. And so, you know, like, the emotional impact that I would hope to have was love. And it was dope because, you know, a lot of times you'll be a part of shows. Like, as a music artist, I'll be a part of shows um, where, like, everybody else is whack. Mm-hmm. So.
0: That's real. You feel That's me? Everybody right else thing. is whack.
1: So if you put me last, I'm sorry that people are going to leave. Right. So, you know, if you put me first, it's like. Okay, but the crowd is not engaged because whatever. Um, But I felt very honored, man, to be around people who I felt like I was getting excited. I was backstage listening to everybody who went up before us. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what I'm saying? Just knowing the other two poets who were going to be performing. I was like, when your team is doing well, you want to play your best. You know what I'm saying? and That's how it felt. It was Mm -hmm. a special night already before I touched the stage. Mm -hmm. And so I felt honored. To be able to continue to build on that energy to also give what i had to receive what the crowd had my family was there Lord. my friends were there people from the community were there so it was love and it's home you yeah. know what i'm saying so
0: it was really dope like you were a future and stuff for it, and so you didn't go on until like 90 minutes into the oh. show everybody that was on before you nobody was booked you see, what I'm saying like those are just I know, I people know. that just came from the community yes, and they sorry. wanted to like get up on the mic yes, and sorry. share and like that's the that's the stuff that really makes me like overjoyed. You know what I mean? Like how have we been able to create this type of a space where like the dopest and the rawest talent comes mm, and chooses yeah. to share their ship and get nothing from, yeah. from us or so, yeah. like they're paying us to come up and perform on that stage. Like, I don't know, man. That shit, it's it's humbling. It's super fucking humbling. (laughs) Um, I'm just grateful that, like, God's chosen me to be a vessel to, Make that happen. You know what I mean?
1: It's so special, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. you have no idea how you can impact the individual. Yeah. And imagine all the people who you haven't heard from.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? Who really have come and had amazing experiences. Like, a lot of people who who pulled up, you know, for me or was there was saying, like, I never knew this was popping. Yeah. You know, I'm coming back next month. So That's dope. That's love right there. Absolutely it is. But it's a worthy, it's a worthy space, bro. Mm -hmm. to, To warrant that. Of course you would want to come back.
0: People, um... Have told me that they've come to native tongues and they've given like their best performance, yeah. Or like that, they felt this like I'm talking about people who've been booked n- nationally, right, right? Like they get paid thousands of dollars, yep. and we don't pay thousands. It, right. it was our goal to make sure that we pay artists no matter what, yep. but um, you know, our budget's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll get there real soon. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, every year, this we're going into our third December. That's what I was just saying on the podcast yesterday. It, first of all. That's humbling in and of yeah, itself right. because everybody doesn't get to 3 December. Sure. Um, but we're going to our 3rd December. And every year, um, we make the conscious decision to pay the artists more. Mm. So, like, the features that we were paying, like, for the first show, yep. like, it's more yeah. than it yeah. was, like, the year before. Yeah, bro. You see what I'm saying? love. Yeah. That's love. That's all you can hope for. Right, my whole like thing right now is just trying to add value to the lives. Of the, well, not even the lives, because life's already valuable. Um, but m- maybe adding value isn't even the right word. I'm trying to uh, show through my actions that I see value in the creatives and in the art that they sure. like, make and stuff. You know, yeah. uh, Whether that means like, monetary value maybe it means just like you know you have fifteen, twenty 20 minutes of uninterrupted performance mm-hmm. and you know the floor is yours just stage and attention that's the value um maybe it means like you know giving you a space so that you can sell your merchandise absolutely you know absolutely the chipmunk chronicles piece that was up there did you go ahead, yeah bro like this is dope and i love they got uh their hope dealer series it's like, I saw
1: somebody in that video. nuts. Yeah, that shit's hard. I gotta have. It. And um, they have that whole joint set up over in the side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and we just started that. Okay. Yeah, just started doing more uh, mm-hmm. like merchandise and stuff too. Want to make it a holistic experience? As you should. should, as you
1: should. Yeah. As long as it's, um, as long as it's still cohesive, mm-hmm. you can expand as much as you want. But yeah. I feel like the brand is definitely strong enough. That it's wild cause like at it's core
0: it's just an open mic
1: yeah and oh for sure
0: there's been so many open mics and stuff in the city there's been so many people that have tried to capture the culture and the bottle and I don't know for whatever reason like it's faltered you know mm. what I mean or like at last year it's like you have a time mm. and then like the time passed And I mean maybe that'll be our fate and stuff too eventually right, right. but like today, like we're only just getting started. Right. And I don't really know what it is exactly that's like so special about it that makes it I don't know. That I feel
1: like you all prioritize the you all prioritize the artists and the people who the community who you've already had who you already have built. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times in seeking new audience, people neglect audience that built them but they don't realize that one of the best secrets to marketing one of the most beautiful ways to attract new people is to honor the people who are already close to you because we don't i don't i'm not going to come to shop at a place or i'm not going to buy a brand when they send me an email or when they hit me up it might i might pay attention to them but what makes me want to buy something is when my homie has it Mm -hmm. or my homie went to the function or my homie has been rocking with them for a long time and gets free merch or whatever it is. And I see how much another person benefits from having a relationship with this entity. And I say, I want to get involved. So consciously or subconsciously, y'all have been doing that. And it's been genuine. When you walk in the space, you take care of home and everybody in there from a rewind to the, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is to the things that are, you know, Intrinsic to somebody, you can tell somebody who is a seasoned native tongues attendee mm-hmm. from somebody who's not mm-hmm. And it's because they know how it goes. They might do the open mic or whatever it is and it's cool For new people to be in that space while being welcomed and not excluded mm-hmm.
0: You see that there's a culture There is, is a culture
1: there. that you that people want to come and be a part of But I think a lot of times when something gets around to this point mm-hmm. The people who organize start thinking okay, dang, what kind of partnerships can we do? What venue can we go to to make it bigger? How can we? Uh, start, you know, maybe we should bring in an artist from this place that might not really mid our brand, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and then they start to kind of try to do a little too much, Yeah. and you know what I'm saying stuff That's helpful, bro, I'm glad
0: that you said that because yeah. like you said, we are in a space like, this is our third home, like, we started in the Art of Republic, and we just outgrew the space, it was too uh, small for it, then we moved to the Pelican Room same issue there, and I mean eventually we'll outgrow CD102, like, even when we first got to CD102, like, my mom, she's been at every Native Tonks uh, 3. Uh, like, I bro, she, really? Yeah. Shout like, out to her. Yeah, she's only this one. Um, and then she started bringing her sister mom. Like, me and my brother, we had different moms. Mm-hmm. And my dad, my dad's a wild nigga. For <laughs> but I'm this afraid. is what I'm talking about, though. Like, in Hamilton, he's talking about, like, how, you know, being good with the ladies. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're not.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> I heard.
0: Um. My mom and my brother's mom have a great relationship or whatever, so they're always at okay. the table together. Love. You know, what I mean? yeah, it's Love. wild. Like, like, bro, who? What type of? At my dad's funeral, yeah. uh, the pastor made a joke. It was like a, you know, this front row. It was me, my daughter, my mom, my brother, mm. my brother's mom. Wow. One of my dad's girlfriends. Wow. Uh, well, he only had one girlfriend right. at the time, but like his most recent girlfriend. Right. And we was all just there, like, as a happy family. Absolutely. It was like, only Kitty White could like, do something like that, you know? But uh, I say all that to say, That's just nuts. Said, yeah, it's crazy. That mosaic <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta remember shit being recorded. Right. But uh, yeah, even beyond that, like, when we first got to Native Tongues at the big room bar, my mom had said, she was like, you know, something's missing, just... You know, the uh, it doesn't feel as intimate as it did like down the Pelican Room because mm-hmm. the Pelican Room is like there's the perfect spaces. If it was just too small to have mm-hmm. a stage. And, uh, you know, like when you're talking about maintaining the culture and making sure that we don't lose that, that's like a really big thing. So, like, yeah. our side, like, what can we do to make this feel more homely and everything? Mm-hmm. So, we added more seats, added more tables, and made it more like communal style because there was like rows when we first moved in there. But if we go up again, you know, it's like
1: making sure that we don't lose that vibe. Have you, um, have you, have you gone to New Yorican Poetry in New York? Are you hip? Uh, nah, I haven't.
0: I've only been in New York once as an adult. Well, no, uh-huh. twice as an adult. Um, but one, I was like
1: 18, so it doesn't really count. Okay. when you Next time you go to New York, there's uh, this place called the New Yorican Poetry Cafe. Uh-huh. It is, it is the, hmm, how can I explain it? it is the predecessor to any type of spoken word event that happens anywhere with black people. Uh-huh. Like, this is, uh, of course, like in New York, being extremely, like, heavy with culture, when the entire spoken word poetry was developing in the same, you know, way that hip-hop was developing in a beautiful way, mm-hmm. New York Poetry Cafe was, like, the space to be, and it's a fixture in spoken word poetry. It's kind of like a place that everybody would go. Like, when you ask Trip about it, and talk to him. He's been before? Yeah, he and he... Like, whenever you... Like, mention it to him and see how he speaks about New York. It's like the rucker for oh, okay, a yeah. hooper. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. have to go to Rucker Park too. Uh-huh. So for a poet, it's like that. All that to say, New York Rican is a very small poetry cafe. Uh-huh. And they've been in the same location for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. When they have their events, the line goes down the block and around the corner. Mm-hmm. You don't get tickets, you don't get tickets. Mm-hmm. So it'll be an interesting challenge for y'all to decide. If that's the type One, of the you yeah you Yeah, it just depends on, you know, which option you choose and None is necessarily better than the other, but, of course, you will have the option to say we are not going to increase in size because Mm. there's something about this intimacy that is important to the integrity of the show. And so we're willing to have demand that doesn't get met. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? It's just all these interesting decisions that you have to come to.
0: When we first started Native Tunks, it was always the plan. The goal was to make it like... um, the Apollo of the Midwest, mm. you see what I'm saying? So I think that it was always that's like it. a part of the goal to make it like a bigger show. Yeah. But I think that you raised an interesting point. Um, I don't know. Like, it's my dream. Like, I want our home to be the Lincoln Theater. Like, that's the goal to mm. get there. Even if it's not in the main auditorium, like mm. if it's like the ballroom or the banquet hall, like, that's where I want us to get to. That's amazing. I mean? It's fitting. Yeah. Like bruh, I love for everywhere that's black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, I mean, wherever we go, like we give an unapologetically black like performance mm-hmm. and shit. Uh, Big Rambar obviously isn't a black owned establishment, right? But uh, you know that night is very black. Absolutely. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And what's crazy is that they love us. Yeah, show <laughs> love. They show mad love, bro. It's like yo we look forward to Native Tugs every month yep. because, like, we know the type of show that you guys are going to be bringing here, so. Yeah, I don't know, man. Two years, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm humble and grateful, like, that we've been able to get to this point. I'm grateful that, like, you see up on this wall, I just randomly, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, just started writing down, like, goals and projects that I was working on, and, like, you see a, a bunch of this shit, like off. scratched off or sure. whatever. It's like when Drake said that my life is a completed checklist, it's like, that's what it really feel like. You know, I said I wanted native talks to be what that's it nuts. is right now. And <laughs> yeah. it's here. You yeah. feel me? respect. I said that we want to order to change the culture. And now next Friday, two years, you know what I mean? Like that shits and wild. There's people have never been to Columbus before on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. On the East Coast, mm-hmm. down South, mm-hmm. in Texas, that know about Columbus because of Orange Soda. Because uh, they talked to me about sure. that shit. And like, I don't know, that's just a really, really great feeling. You Absolutely. Know? So, I don't know. Enough about me, bro. I, I, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't just trying to talk about me, but I, no, I, I'm sure like, I just feel
1: good. I feel really good. It's very exciting, and it matters for more people than just you. So, you know what I'm saying? The excitement, it makes sense. You know? Yeah. Revolving around you, but
0: if you do it right, you're really a facilitator. Yeah, a because facilitator, because, uh, Brad. Yeah. I uh, I had a little moment yesterday. I was on Twitter. I was just reminiscing, um, because one of my deals, that hit me, and said, "Uh, you know, thank you for creating space over the blah blah blah." And back in 2009, I I went, and I reread some shit that I wrote. Ever... A lot of people don't know I write poetry, so mm-hmm. too. um, but I wrote this poem called "Fitted Cat." Or whatever where It was like right as I was creating that case. And a lot of people don't understand or realize that I initially created a case as more of a um, a shield, you see know what I'm saying, like to protect me because mm-hmm. I used to get bullied and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, let me build this exoskeleton yep. or whatever that, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in the poem, that's why like I started wearing hats. Before I wore bandanas, I just wore hats. Mm-hmm. It was like my signature. And uh, it's because I was insecure about, like, my nappy hair, mm. you feel me? And, uh, like, in the process of me, like, saying, all right, it's my hair, my hat's, like, my shield, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it keeps, my right, hat, it keeps everything together. And um, in that poem, at the end of it, or, like, in the middle of it, I say, you know, I really just want to get to the point where, like, I'm viewed as a sensation, like, I want to be get all the accolades and all the awards, all yeah, the applause, like whatever. Right. Like, it was very me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and then um, for me to be in that space ten years later is really is wild because it's like, all right, this is everything that I wanted back in 2009. But then in 2014, 2015, I'm listening to to Pimp a Butterfly. I'm listening to 2014, Four Seals Drive. Right. I'm listening to. Uh, um, the freestyle that J. Cole dropped, uh, Be Free. I think that's the name of
1: it. I know that's the hook of it. Did he perform that on a late night show? Yeah,
0: it was right after Mike Brown
1: died. Absolutely. Um
0: Like, matter of fact,
1: I remember I was at my house
0: over on Sheridan around the corner from here, and uh, I was watching that performance on the late night, and I was painting that. This right here. No, th- that one right there. Ah. Uh, yeah, my daughter made that one, but the other one, and like you see like you know somebody's hanging from the tree and then yeah. it's like just nigga's chilling Silly. underneath it and it's like it's casual it's like black bodies are dying like casually or whatever and you know going back to what i'm saying about hamilton underneath the tree trees are supposed to be a symbol of life mm-hmm. you feel me um and in the back i was trying to insinuate like a nuclear like explosion the orange the yellow but like underneath it is water and it's like black and blue, mm. you know, and then it's also red and blue and it's like America being black in America and all this shit just happening trying to find some type of like peace and, and understanding and stuff of it. And um, it was right around that time that I, I started to shift my thinking away from about me and building my own personal branding, my own personal like. Sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Instead move to make my superpowers work for the culture and to change the city and to um mm-hmm. love the city that's around me, to appreciate what's happening around mm-hmm. me. Um, love yours is really impactful mm-hmm. and stuff for me. So yeah, it's yeah. Like, brother, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter that's around the time that it was starting to really get Whoa. like more and more prominent. Yes. And for me what that meant was that our everyday lives shouldn't matter like not just when we're dead or when we're hashtags and, and now that's when you know the names of like these people instead like we should be saying Caesar like while you can still hear it or Absolutely. like I should be going and checking out your music I should be buying clothes that have or that are made by the creatives and stuff here in Columbus I should be having Columbus art on my wall and and so on and so forth. Like, black Lives Matter it should be an everyday type of lifestyle and not just something that I say when I'm uh, reacting to a black life being lost, you know? And, uh, that's with that mentality that I moved over and started working on flypaper. Yeah. You know, reviving it. Yeah. And, like, I intentionally say, all right, we're going to make it hyper-local. Yeah. You know, we're going to intentionally try to pay, uh,
1: Attention, I don't know. Intentionally uh, yeah. try to pay attention to what? To us. Yes. You know
0: what I mean? Us here in the city. And mm. then that developed, you know what I mean? It turned into Native Tongues, and it turned into Orange Soda, and they turned into To the Drummer Speed, the podcast yeah. that we're on. Yeah. Um, are It turned into Sneaker Ball. It turned yeah. into ETC. Like, sure. Yeah. To think that it all started like because I was looking at myself like all right, how can I make myself more? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know.
1: It's just the circle has come around, me. and it will continue to, bro. Yeah, it it, it definitely will continue to, and um, I feel like the biggest challenge that many people face is realizing that they are not a worthy enough cause. Mm-hmm. When you have, um, it's really interesting because you know, like we're in a space where like drive and bravery and creativity and just good palatable ideas are very rare in that combination somebody who's willing to go you know create an idea that people are interested in engaging with and somebody who has a drive to continue to grow and do their best like that's a very rare quality so a lot of times when these people start to do these things they of course are celebrated or put in a separate space and seen as different or special or whatever and you get a lot of attention and like the biggest trick that happens or I would call it maybe like a side effect is that we begin to develop, like um, we begin to believe that like we are the most important thing just because you happen to be one of these few people who are able to facilitate experiences that are actually equally important for everybody. Mm-hmm. But all that to say like, then we create celebrity, then we create idols, then we create whatever. Yeah. But it's self-defeating because once you, once you do get to flesh out these ideas and you get to a certain point, most people have like crises, mm-hmm. um, and they do something like really dramatic in their life, or they have like a essentially a breakdown. Because the truth is, the only thing that can truly fuel your creativity and fuel your ambition and make you feel happy and fulfilled while doing it is identifying a goal that you will never ultimately be able to reach. Mm-hmm. You just get closer to it. That's why I feel like the the wisest and the or the healthiest of of pursuits is of like principles and is of concepts because you never will reach truth. If I'm saying like, or I'll speak personally, like what I'm for doing, you know, explicitly is to serve God, but in a more, um, you know, like general sense is to uphold truth, to be an honorable person and to build community, you know what I'm saying? And to help oppressed people, find uh peace. And so I know very consciously and very logically that there's absolutely no way to complete that cycle. Mm-hmm. We live in a world that will always create hierarchies, which means that we'll always find some people to oppress, which means that there will yeah. always be a cause worth fighting for. But for me, that's fine. That's beautiful. Because I know that every, as hard as I want to try, which is all I want to do is try my hardest and be the coolest I can be, do the dopest stuff. I know that no matter how hard I try, I will never get to the point where I have to ask, dang, well, why do I need to do it now? Like, Why do I need to do something? And along the way, I'll check off many boxes. I know that the community that I live in, I'll be a leader in and my children will be able to run around freely and people's children will be able to come to to get a meal if they need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing. But that's still just part of pursuing being an honest person, letting the truth, you know what I'm saying, be important and spreading love without asking for stuff back. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, I feel like it's love because what you just explained is like the a very, very, very... Important victory in a of a battle, you know. What I'm saying that's part of a larger war, which is not being fooled that into the into the concept that you as an individual are big enough to contain the passion and the creativity and the yeah. drive that's inside you. Mm-hmm. You have to let it flow through you. You feel me? Because yeah. you'll consume everything, and then you'll start to eat away at yourself.
0: Right? You know, there's a one of the first verses I ever memorized. I used to hate Kanye West, bro. not really? hate like hate like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's not anybody I hate In this sure. world Except for Donald Trump Yeah Man, I, I I know I'm not supposed so to it, But I do Man, Love um, I didn't like him though that's I saw you
1: checked I think there was a couple Other people who you said That you hated So I feel like This is a dope development Really like Yes that's good It doesn't what matter Who did I say oh. It don't matter <laughs> <laughs> It don't matter <laughs> Was it local people Nah personal stuff
0: Oh you know what It's crazy It's that squash Something that beat You know what I'm saying Respect. It's like Yeah there's a uh, uh, Nobody was from The family feuds You feel me But uh
1: Sorry, that was just an aside. Yeah, No, you're right.
0: Um, Kanye, I don't, well, I did not fuck with him. Yeah. Uh, back when he first came out, I felt like he was blasphemous all that type of stuff, but his music, College Dropout, uh, Never Let Me Down, uh, the J.I.B. verse on that, uh, like, it resonated with me so much. I It's one of the first things I ever memorized. It, it's on my, uh, my Twitter bio, it's a line from it. Uh It's like a, Uh, We all here for a reason on a particular path. You don't need a curriculum to know that you're a part of the math. You know, like a part of it. Yes, sir. And uh, later on in it, he was saying how uh, uh, whenever I open my heart, my, uh, no, no, whenever I open my, fuck, what does he say? My heart, my soul, or my mouth, a touch of God rings up. You know, it's like, it's not me. It's like him that's talking through me. Yes, yes. I'm just a vessel. And like, let me realize I'm just a vessel. Like I'm gifted to be able to do extraordinary, spectacular things. Like I'm yeah. gifted to Cape that, like Jay Doe's is talking about I'm in Cape Town. You know, to to be able to talk to the masses or to move people to a certain like place. That's right. like I want to be responsible in that. Realize that it's not about me. Right. It's about what I'm doing, the cause, You're and shit. Me. Uh, and that and that goes back to what I was saying about America. It's like. I love the idea of America mm. more than I like what she actually is. Respect. But it's like if we're on the pursuit of happiness, if we're on the pursuit of love and liberty, you know what I mean? Then yes. you're always gonna be doing the right thing. Like it's never gonna be one, but you're Burden. always like you see what I'm saying? It's absolutely. exactly what you was talking about. On my chest, I only tattoo I have for right now. In twenty twenty I'm gonna get uh 10 tattoos. it? Yeah, why? Because there's a lot of shit that I want to put on my body. Say less. Um, uh, but I got this one when I was 18. It says "Live, love, fight by any means necessary." Mm-hmm. And the the meaning behind it is to live by any means necessary, and love by any means necessary, and in the event that I can't do one or the other, then fight mm-hmm. by any means necessary until I can mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just how like I it's it's a it's a survival. So one is survival, living is survival, and then loving is uh active that's uh intentional it's aggressive yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and then fighting that's defensive mm-hmm. so it's like survive and then be aggressive and then be defensive and shit you know what I mean? but well, it's, it. it's also about what you're choosing to be aggressive about right what you're choosing to defend right you know what i mean so yeah i
1: don't know bro. That's i don't even it. know why i said that but i mean it you <laughs> like, should it seems fitting it seems to have informed a lot of stuff that that you've done so yeah cool.
0: yeah and that's why like i really i not many things bother me there's not a lot of shit that you can say about me that'll that'll get under my skin or hurt me or whatever yeah um, the only things that do bother me or will bother me is if you start talking about like my integrity or you uh try to characterize in my actions as me doing something for anything other than what I'm actually doing it for right. It's right. like I'm, I speak intentionally, yeah. <laughs> you know. I think I've said that word maybe I don't know, probably more than any other words. Like right. since we sat right. down, right. it's right. because like I'm a man of intention, yeah, of deliberateness. You yeah. feel me? I'll tell you exactly what I want to do and why I'm doing it, and I'm gonna be honest about it. And if you're trying to recharacterize what I'm doing and like try to attach like a the asterisk or mm-hmm. like, oh you just want cloud or fame mm-hmm. or any other type of stuff it's like Brad when I wanted that I told you I wanted
1: it fact? <laughs> you
0: know <what laughs> yeah. I said it on cap. I said yeah. I, uh, I want you to see me making it I need you to view me as a sensation those are literal mm-hmm. words that are, are documented mm-hmm. you can go to philosophies.wordpress.com mm-hmm. and you can go and read it mm-hmm. you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying that was the first poem I think I want to make sure I'm not re- revising history I believe that was the first poem that I ever read out loud at like a, a performance or something mm-hmm. uh, at an open mic that Hanif uh, had started at Short North Coffee House on uh, High Street, High and <laughs> Fifth. Yeah, it was a decade ago.
1: You know, it was before Where was it was, which corner was it located on?
0: It was right next to Scully's.
1: Okay, bet. Yeah, next to uh, what is There's it? a store at that corner now, right? Yeah, well, short sure, sure coffee no house coffee is still, still
0: it still exists, but they moved it over to the... It's, like, next door. Okay, for sure. Yeah, but I read Cap there, and on it, you know what I'm saying, I like, talked about it, talked about how I got there, <laughs> saying, you know, have you ever been hated or discriminated against? Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. I've been protested and demonstrated against. And then, like, how I took those feelings and I transformed them into, like, a, a cake for me, yeah, you bro. know what I'm saying? Now, that... I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I said it back then. So don't put that on me now. Yeah. That my uh, mission has changed, you know? My digress. I'm so excited about 2020. I am too. What's to
1: come? I am too, bro. I'm feeling settled. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's next
0: for you? You gonna stay out in uh, LA for a while?
1: I think I'll be out there maybe for like one or two more years. Uh huh. Um, Sorry, I'm so right now, what's happening right now, I am um working. Hmm, I'm doing I'm doing remote uh work. I'm running social media right now for like this nonprofit company that is trying to reduce plastic pollution. Um it's a really cool like space, a space that I was never in. But so that's like what I'm working on my computer. Like I post articles for them or whatever, mm-hmm. but just it's, for like a little context. It's not know.
0: no, uh, no Russian nothing.
1: Now somebody from uh, Morgan's campaign just hit me up. Actually, I'm about to call. Have you met Questy? Yeah,
0: he All was like, right, uh, yeah. he
1: was. I chopped with him. Yeah, I'm about to hit him up right now. Actually, because he just called me. It's so wild, maybe... bro.
0: He uh told me that he got linked with Morgan's campaign because I told Morgan and them to come to Cloud City. Like, in August and shit. Heard you. Yeah, that's wild. You saw, like, that's it's really, important. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. But anyway, Jay, go ahead. Give him a call. Because
1: he might. Let's see what he has. Let's see what he's saying. I'm so inspired by her, breath. Like, yeah, I, uh, I was watching. She's like, dope.
0: Man, I love her so much. Like.
1: It's a very interesting space. He said they have a happy happy hour this evening from six to eight. Oh uh, down for real? Yeah. At the at the office I think.
0: Damn, on go. I'm um I have my daughter this evening. Her mom just told me that she's working late. And asked said she can come with me after school. Um I wanna get up there. I wanna organize something, uh, for the creatives. Here well, oh, like some of the crit, well, not even some, just like I want to get some of the people that are like making a lot of noise here and I want to put them in front of Morgan and like,
1: yeah, I remember you talking about that
0: and like hear just what her pitch is and yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know, I just feel like it's hard to not fall in love with her campaign,
1: yeah,
0: and what she's trying to do, like, after you hear her, like. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. What was it for you that made you like know that this is like what you wanted well that this is somebody that you can like throw your support so far?
1: She um she came to both of my events when I was when I was throwing events to raise money for Columbus College Fund my Oh wow. scholarship organization for the kids That and um I didn't know her or anything about her until after those events. Mm-hmm. she we had a culture talk and then we had, you know, performances and stuff. So the first weekend she came and she was just present. She actually met my grandparents first and was saying like, oh, your grandson runs this event. I I love to talk to him and meet with him. And I met with a bunch of people that night just saying, what's up? Yeah, thank you all for coming out. You know, same regular stuff. She just happened to be one of the people who was like, I enjoyed this. You know, I'm from Columbus, but I've been gone for a while. Now I'm back trying to work on some stuff, being very vague still. And she mm, was like, this is before the. Before uh, before she launched, yeah, bro, this yeah. was in June. This was in early June, and so, but she rocked. And then I said, you know, it's dope. Nice to meet you, and hopefully we can, you know, get up and talk before I leave. Just thinking she was just, you know, a person. Yeah. But then the following weekend she pulled up to the event with a friend, and was kicking it. I just happened to see her. She said, "What's up?" You know. Then we went and grabbed coffee, and then she told me about everything, but still didn't tell me she was announcing candidacy. But by the time she announced her candidacy. The fact that she showed me, she didn't come out personally for me. She found out about some random event that was happening to raise money for young kids in the inner city of Columbus, Ohio. She must have known about the mission or the concept of, you know, what Columbus College Fund was. And she made her time to come out to both of those events. Mm. And, you know, with her qualifications and with her experience and expertise and the plans that she eventually has clearly launched and been very successful with, amount of humility that she entered those spaces with and just kicked it, you know what I'm saying, and participated, that showed me that was very special. It's kind of like
0: what we were just saying or whatever, it's like it's not about me as a celebrity or as a a person of influence or a person of power even, it's more about the work that I'm doing. It's like if I could be a vessel to make that shit happen, then you know what I'm saying? That's what I took From the articles that I had first read about her. And then, like, when I met her, it translated really well, like, into, like, person, you know? Mm. Like, I'm really anti bureaucracy. Yeah. I, I hate the whole idea that you have to walk the walk and talk the talk and right. all that type of stuff. Like, right. no, bro, just be a human. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. wear what you want to wear. Yeah. Speak how you natively speak. Yeah. Like I hate the idea of the Queen's English. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? like yeah. the Queen's English is a is a stolen language, anyways. Well, excuse me, it's a oppressors' language. Yeah, because we were forced, of course. you know, during the the times of slavery and everything to abandon the language that was native to us. Yeah, and, that we spoke. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And like now to say that that's the language of decorum and. I don't know, I just I don't fuck with it, and it kind of translates it to every other part of my life and stuff now
1: I think bro, I agree, and again, there's a very interesting um there's a very interesting connection between scale and integrity, and mm-hmm. I've actually at this point you know what I'm saying my opinion might change, but I think I'm pretty convinced that the larger the scale uh there's a there's a certain level of scale that you reach. Where your integrity might be compromised Really? Yeah absolutely Because it's hard to be palatable If you are not disagreeable to someone That uh-huh. means that you are not being genuine Yeah If you have convictions or beliefs that are Worth hearing in general uh-huh. Here's a question Peace What's up boss Oh love You. well yeah I just wanted to hit you back up i'm uh I'm actually chilling with Malcolm right now uh at yep, and we chilling just chopping it up but um we've been talking about the campaign and all that, and I definitely wanted to link up with y'all We wanted to find time to link up but this evening i'm gonna be after I meet up with him i'm gonna go um to the studio for a little bit, but i think i'm I'll be able to come through and kick it even if not for the whole two hours i definitely be able to come and spend some time yeah. And My man, I appreciate you. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Heard. Okay. Word. How do y'all how do y'all um? How do y'all, like, usually set it up? Y'all have, like, a mic in? Or how? All right, bet. Easy. All right, yeah, well, let, shoot. Let me try to think and see if I can, if I have a song that I feel like will, you know, capture. I definitely am down, but I want to make sure that whatever I present, you know what I'm saying, would translate well. You know what I'm saying? And be accepted. So I can, um... I'll go back and I'll look and think and see if I can figure out a song. and I, I definitely would be happy to, to do a song. Um, and even if not tonight, I'll make sure I'll pull back up and, and do that another one. For the love, without a doubt. But within these next few hours, I'll see if I can uh, figure out something. Yeah, man. Facts. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull through for sure, for sure. But let me see if I can think of like a, a song that, that would go well. Um, Malcolm said he's curious to know if it's kid friendly. Is he? Is the he? He's wondering if the event is kid friendly. Yeah, he said. He said it is kid friendly, bro. Okay, love. For sure. For sure. Blessed man. Okay. Okay, it's all good. Do your thing. Do your thing, for sure. So, tell me uh, one more time about this. So, when y'all have, you said y'all try to have like a poet or a performer do their thing. Y'all, is it like a little, it's like a little sound system y'all set up? Or is it usually somebody just doing spoken word with no backing or what? Heard you. All right, bet, 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 bet. Okay. All right, for sure. I'll let you know in a couple. I'll, I'll probably let you know within like the next hour or two if I if I can. I'll just figure out if I can like translate a song to almost kind of like a spoken word format or something like that. Um, but I'm I plan on pulling up this evening no matter what just to be present. So, all right, babe. you got it, boss. Well, so I'll see you soon. Peace. He says it's kid friendly. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna definitely bring it over. I want Avery to meet Morgan. Have you ever gone to their uh, open house before? Not open house to a happy hour. Uh, nah,
0: I've never been to the happy hour. Okay. I've been at the office before.
1: But yeah.
0: Normally, just uh. Right. Just, to just stop. Avery and not. I yeah. think it'd be dope for Avery to meet Morgan. Yeah. yeah. It's really important for me to show Avery as many, like, powerful black women as possible. Um, her mom is powerful. My mom is powerful you know, her grandma is powerful house, and everything like that, but even people that aren't related to her, you know, I want her to like, see, like, the excellences mm-hmm. all around us and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that black women are, like, you know what I mean? Magic. I want to <laughs> see, I want to see.
1: What descriptive word do you pull? Like, I can't think of, I don't know, it's
0: just they
1: just magic. Like there's yeah. something about them. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I absolutely agree, bro. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I think there's something. If you ask me personally, I feel like it's intrinsic. You know what I'm saying? I think there's. I think it's something that you can, that you can be selected for. You know what I'm saying? Like God selected His people at a certain moment. And I think that certain people. And groups of people, you know what I'm saying, develop a certain amount of, like, spiritual and emotional and just, like, mental uh, power that everybody doesn't have. And Mm -hmm. I feel like black women have that specifically. Like, you can just tell by how they, like, shift and control culture. You can just tell by, like, how, like, their pain threshold. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, their Mm -hmm. ability to endure, uh, their ability to, like, lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, most things that many people would be thankful to develop expertise in one area they just have the capacity and turn it up and turn it down like Yay. according to however they want but all that to say I definitely think that you know what I'm saying now in today's age like there's a I think biblical is like the only right way to describe it but there's something that's like it was written in the oppression that they have experienced mm-hmm. that now like retribution is I'm I don't think that it's fully being served, but now we see the opportunity for black women to just exist freely, and when you've oppressed, you know what I'm saying, the most powerful, essentially a powerful group, and you've oppressed them, you know what I'm saying, physically and structurally, when they have the opportunity to move their hands and arms freely, it's not just like, okay, I'm present now. It feels, it feels overwhelming. It feels like magnify. It feels like when you see a woman of color. I was telling my grandparents and my family, like, young women of color are literally taking over politics right now. Yeah. Which is why it's a perfect time for Morgan Harper. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not just a time where black women are being, having the opportunity to speak. Like, this is a moment. Yeah, You feel me? And I think it boosts all that up.
0: What's wild is, I think that, like, you made a really good point. Like, femininity and, like, women in general are... I like it's wild that like patriarchy has been allowed to stand for as long as it has, because like life comes from women, you know? And just the power that women in general have. Like, I remember after Trump was elected, you know, they said women were the ones that yeah, yeah. got him elected. You see what white I'm saying? Women, white women. No, for sure, white women. But I'm just saying that whenever you concentrate the power of like women, one way or another like it does have influence and shit I think that there's something even more like special about being a woman and also being black because I think being black is powerful shit too you right. see what I'm saying right. so like that double you know O-D. like concentrating in the one being Oh D, bro I, I don't I can't speak highly enough like even as I was building ETC I said intentionally I need to have black women like helping me to build this. You see what I'm saying? Like, I need them to be in positions of power, uh, positions of guidance and uh, advocacy and, and uh, um, not mentorship. That's not the right word. I can't think of what the actual word is, so, uh Advisors. Like, I, I need black women advisors to ask, like, yo, what should I be doing here? Yeah. You know?
1: I feel like it's interesting, too, because, like, i realized that a lot of the intention we put behind those things is dope, but like it will happen naturally if we just peel back the bias that we already have. Yeah. And like the implicit ways that we oppress. You feel me? Like, now, on how can our you peel it
0: back if you don't,
1: like, say, I'm going to do it? So just imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, you do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's honorable, but I'm saying, like, when it comes down to it, if you just said, I'm going to go out and get the best ideas I can. Uh I'm going to find the most um, qualified people to be in advisory spaces. I'm going to find the most talented or the most um, emotionally and professionally literate people that I can find. Mm -hmm. And just that was it bar none. And you didn't have the bias, not you personally, a person. Yeah. And we didn't have these implicit bias of like respecting a man's opinion more or like seeing... um, black women in roles of like assistance or whatever like if we were just objectively saying like I'm about to go out and put together the best group of people that I can mm-hmm. you, will have, you will have like a, a significant amount of black women present. there's
0: also something though to the idea that experience does matter and access to opportunities to get experience is often like if we're talking about like history yeah. and we're talking about who gets the chances and who gets the opportunities it's like If historically you have a demographic of people that don't get chances, then how can they possibly get the experience for them to qualify when you're looking for Total facts. So like there has to be like some type of intentionality to like the search. Like you can't just say, all right, let me go find the best because how do you know the best except for by their fruits? And how do you look at their fruits if they've never been on the farm because they weren't invited to the farm in the
1: first place? Yep. You know, see, yeah, I totally agree. I think we're agreeing for sure. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 But
0: I, I I agree with you too. Like, in a perfect world, like you could just cast a net, be like, "All right, let me get the best fish." Yes. But if we don't live in a perfect world, so it's like we have to make accommodations to get the desired result. Absolutely. You know,
1: I think there has to be the concerted effort. And I don't think anybody
0: wants to feel like they're fulfilling a quota.
1: That I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Like by going and saying I'm about to fill my spaces with black women when I have the opportunity to do it, that's not the the wild part is that that's not something that will be done just to fill like a quota. Like in doing that, you're about to be going and getting the people who are best for the roles anyway. Right. Like I guess that's what I was getting at. Yeah. And it which makes it even more wild. It makes sense, you know what I'm saying, because I feel like evil always perverts good. I feel like love and honesty is always um, calmer, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, than evil does. So I feel yeah. like that's that's why, you know what I'm saying, we get to see systems like patriarchy really take over. That's why when we think, like, dang, how is Europe able to really go and run through Africa you know what I'm saying and because all these it's more things, aggressive yeah you're yeah. willing to do things I'm not willing to and do it's selfish and you have to like
0: oppress people to do it. And, it and if you're a docile because peace is peace is love you see what I'm saying absolutely and if you're a loving community if you're a peaceful community and somebody comes in and they you know they're wearing sheep skin you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. you're a wolf but you're gonna be accepted in because I'm loving or whatever yeah you know like you betrayed yeah my kindness and yeah. shit. But that's what evil does, you know what I'm saying? Like it has no no morals, it has no sense of right or wrong, all it has is a sense of me. Yeah. You know? And if I have a sense of we, then you come in and say like immediately you are we. For you sure. feel me? For so sure. you can take advantage of that. The opportunities are right to be
1: taken advantage I of. I agree. Of I agree. It's an evil world we live in. It breath. is an evil world, but it's not ours, man. That's facts. Right. It's not ours. Some it gets very hard for me, especially like as I get older. I just, and I feel like I just become more like mature in the things that I feel like are important to me. Uh-huh. Mature as in settled. Mature as in like sure. It it gets very very hard for me to not like at least express or communicate that literally everything I'm doing is because of what God has assigned me to do. It gets hard to talk in abstraction sometimes. It gets hard to talk in just like the general stuff. And I don't think that people would be like averse to me saying I do this because of God. But I know that like a lot of times it's more understandable if you could talk about it in worldly terms. But when it comes down to it, yeah, there's a there's a serious piece that I feel in knowing that this world is not mine to save. Yeah. Like it was already it's already been established that Evil will, evil will, you know what I'm saying, corrode anything that's not connected to the highest power that it can.
0: Let me ask you a question. This is completely unrelated to okay.
1: uh, what we were just talking
0: about, okay. with like, patriarchy and everything like Word. that. This is just, like, the spiritual, spirituality and religion in and of itself. Yeah. So, all right, one, do you believe, like, in science? Like, are you, like... All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm assuming that, like, you believe, like, the Bible is, like, written and, like, it's a true, infallible word of God and everything,
1: right? I think the, yeah, I think that the, definitely the Bible is the word of God. I don't think, like, the text in specific,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know what I'm saying, is the word of God. But I feel like the spirit of God lives in the word. Yeah. So if somebody is seeking it righteously, you will get, like, the correct message. Work. If that makes sense, yeah. Okay. So I have a genuine question, sure, something I've sure, been bro. grappling
0: with for like the last ten, okay, hurt. fifteen years. I remember hurt. I used to argue with this guy named Jacob Master, okay. uh, back in sixth, seventh grade, okay, you know, because he used to, uh, well, yeah, like I used to say, you know, you know, people walked around with dinosaurs, right? And, and we would argue, like, right? To the so I'm a logical person, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, if you trace, you know, the lineage of Jesus, yeah, and everything—the thing that made him the, uh, you know, the Son of God, the Messiah, yeah, um, the Redeemer of sins, yeah—you know, he's a descendant of, excuse me, David and yeah. and Noah and Adam, sure, yeah. Everybody's a descendant of Adam and Noah, right. according to the Bible, right? Right. So, if we're making peace with the fact they're like dinosaurs and shit lived millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, they died or whatever, fossilized mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that the earth is however long it is. Right. In the Bible, if this is over those seven days mm-hmm. that the earth was created mm-hmm. and everything was created during those facts, times facts. and that it wasn't until Adam and Eve came and they ate the apple, they yeah. introduced sin into the world. Yeah. And Jesus is the person that redeemed right. the sin. You know right. what I mean? Like completed the cipher if you right. will. First sin, the last sin, well, right. everything's forgiven afterwards and shit, right? Yeah. If sin is what brought death into the world, then how do you explain like millions of years of like dinosaurs mm-hmm. and shit like that? You see mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just, it's a problem I, I can't.
1: You're saying that sin you're saying the like the um discrepancy or like the challenge and like the issue is the fact that you're saying that sin brought death into the world? Yeah. Uh, that's what Genesis is. Sin is sin so okay. So these are like all my thoughts on that. As and if I you know, don't have the answer right facts, now, that's cool, like it's gonna you hit facts, me later, facts. but like nah. it's a real issue that yeah, I don't yeah, fucking yeah. know
0: how they get to the bottom of, you know.
1: In my mind, um Like, I understand, too, like, the concept of time in the Bible is very, I think it's off, and I don't think that people, I don't think that we actually understand the true uh, meaning of time. Like, I always wonder, too, because when I went, so I went to a Christian school from K through 5, and they used to teach us some. Stuff that now, when I reflect on it, even like me, just in my own personal, you feel me, journey on my faith, I'm yeah. like, yeah, y'all are wilding. Like, yeah, that's just straight that's propaganda. Right. Um, a lot of propaganda. They were telling me, like, they, were, they would tell us, like, the world has existed for 6,000 years. Totally, yeah. That, that because, was the argument
0: that used to have You feel
1: me? Yeah. But so, I, you know what I'm saying, just now as I go on my own, I, it's still way more questions than answers. And I feel like that's just indicative of a man trying to understand God's mind. But I think that, or oh, I'm wondering right now if, these days that we talk about, in the seven days that this earth was created and everything on it, is more symbolic for eras of time, uh-huh. which would make sense for Adam and Eve being the final thing to be completed. See,
0: I thought about that too. But, and, oh, my bad. Are you? That was just oh. like
1: a, a quick little thing. But I guess this is the point that I'm trying to make um, Adam and Eve, the Bible is a story in, the, in religion and in the concept of God. Is us separates man from nature.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We're a part of it, and we live in a communion with it. But like you'll also see in Genesis that we have dominion over it. Uh-huh. We're spiritual beings inhabiting physical existence. So, with that being said, the concept of sin and what death means for us and why we have that's completely separate from the animal and the natural world. Those things are, those things are, uh, like breathing. They don't they don't necessarily uh, have rational, you know, interpersonal conscious reflection. Like, all the things that science always tries to get down to the bottom of, like, the difference between humans and the animal world or whatever, like, from a spiritual sense, they're not held to the same rules as us. You Almost like saying?
0: if you're in a video game, like, when you hit start or whatever, you go into the world and, like, your story begins and shit but like obviously you're entering into a world that exists like
1: you feel what I'm saying Yeah, we that. are like divine beings and yeah. I think that's a big thing that of course it takes a lot of faith to believe but like if you don't think if somebody doesn't believe that humans have like a spiritual and literally like presence of a of a divine being within you going through you then it will be it really will be hard to make sense of a lot of the things because and if you don't believe that then of course what you're saying like how could how could the sin of a human bring about death when dinosaurs and living beings and trees, you know what I'm saying, and entire ecosystems have been being created and been being destroyed for millions of years prior to these humans even existing. But us coming onto the earth was such a huge deal. Everything that seems so magnificent and theatric and dramatic in the Bible regarding humanity, and even now the way we interact is such a huge deal because this is not the interaction between animal and animal groups like we have the power of creation in our bodies it's the same reason why you are able to create something that did not exist before not just procreate not just reproduce that's essentially continuing the cycle you are able to come up with an idea in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit and manifest it into something that that's previously wild. did not exist that's you feel what I'm That's saying? That's
0: something I've been feeling for a while now. It's like, bruh, like, literally, there's shit that we are speaking into existence. Yeah. Things that did not happen before. I've never heard a phrase that way that you just yeah. said it, where it's like, again, I, as you were talking, I'm trying to think, it's like, damn, is there anything else in the world that I can think of that, no way like, when you're creating shit that didn't exist before, just, like, no, like, maybe you're interacting with the world right. that you're living in, or, right. like, but not creating ideas. And...
1: It's light years. Like look where we're sitting right yeah,
0: now. this that's is all wild. design. This
1: is all comfort. Yeah, the smartest design and shit, bro. And it's that. So to me, like that shows mm-hmm. that we are divine beings. Which but what is why, like
0: about like ant colonies or like nest or
1: you know anything. That's just all survival. That's for protection, uh-huh. so that we can continue to procreate. Ants don't have Ikea brand versus the off-white, Virgil off-white Ikea brand versus the... You know what I'm saying? Uh, like They just have... We have intention. uh, We create. And I could go kill an entire ant colony. We could extinct the ant species if we wanted. Yeah. We have that power of creation and destruction in our hands. The reason... So you're saying that
0: like animals or anything that's not humans don't have creativity,
1: basically. Well, even if they do have creativity, the scale on which... It is, it's light years, old. and you can see. You that's know, what I'm saying, wild. based on the I'm world that we live in, drinking out like, of a
0: cup, bro. That, shit that somebody I mean, had to think of and I'm create. Telling you, that's wild. That's a you see, like shit. how weak
1: we are. If we, we could never, like, um, you know, like as far as the ratio goes, like the amount of weight that an ant carries on its back, and the amount of work that it does in a day, is we would literally die under those circumstances. Mm or for many of these animals, whether it be underwater or on land, we could not, there's no way we could live in their environments and survive. They would kill us, or we're too weak. Like, our flesh is so flimsy, we could die at any moment, but our mind and our spirit has given us the ability to have dominion over this entire earth. We lock up gorillas. We put whales, you know what I'm saying, on display, like, that is what has separated us. And I always wonder, like, a lot of times I think a lot of people do talk about how intelligent animals are, you know, dolphins or uh, you know, chimps, like people it's animals like, are
0: if they're that intelligent, then why would they let you like, feel what I'm saying stronger than me. You feel what Way I'm saying? Way stronger
1: than me. And even like I don't know if you've seen Blackfish. No, I haven't. Bro, it's like you have to watch it. Like you will you will go on a, a rant about it on Twitter. No lie. Oh man. But it's talk about, you know, like these <laughs> I'm talking about my bro, I sometimes. promise you will this will <laughs> This will incite a rant, but basically it talks about how, you know, blackfish known as, like, killer whales or, like, these orca whales are really, like, a species, are closely related to dolphins, whatever, but they are, like, the intelligent species. And when they get separated from their families to come into these, uh, you know, cap- captive places, there are instances of, like, you see these whales seeking revenge on the specific people who went and captured them. These whales get depressed. They go off into corners and they're like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I definitely think that none of this is to invalidate animals or their value or their intelligence. And I feel like a lot of times people try to pervert that and say, everything submits to us. Let's kill it. Let's do whatever we want. Let's whatever. You feel me? But even the most sophisticated, most intelligent animal displays the characteristics of maybe a three-year-old or a four-year-old. It's an animal. At it's an animal at the end of the day. Wow. We're physically related to it, and again, scientifically, you can trace all yeah, of us we're back sh- to. Still it.
0: sharing the space.
1: We share the space, yeah. Um, but again, that's why I think it's very important for people to take spirituality and all that stuff in a very personal journey. Because essentially, what you're saying is, I'm really trying to define like my reason for existing and the authority I submit to. But all that being said, like our charge is to take care of everything. Who well, there's no honor in. Abusing your kids There's no honor in You know what I'm saying This excessive system that we have now That really will torture an animal or whatever So The knowledge of dominion is really saying You're responsible for being the steward of this place Wow, You feel what I'm saying Yeah, And it's very explicitly mentioned You feel me like in the bible You're not allowed to torture an animal You're not allowed to do whatever Get what you need for food Take care of it. You know what I'm saying Whatever, so all that to go back to your thing, I
0: think that's why, bro. Nah, that was great. Like, that's probably like some of the best answers I've heard. Like to that what question. Up? Like what I up? said, bro, I've been looking for yes. answers
1: for like a decade and shit. You know, yeah. maybe longer. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I believe it.
0: That's wild. I believe wow, you're me a lot to think about. Oh, dude. that shit's crazy.
1: I like picked up. So I went to a Christian school K through five. Then I went back to public school I went to public school for middle school and was just kicking it but my family never went to church mm. um or nothing like that so i me and like my spirituality or the way I submit to God was literally me saying like all right bet let me let me do some investigation and I quickly saw how um uh, humans. Humans perverted something, you know. what I'm saying, really, that's beautiful. The most, the most powerful, of course. Like, because something has divine, bond, you can control the masses with it. And in the same way that we say evil perverts love, mm-hmm. it happens like that. Mm-hmm. And I let go of everything too. Like, I wouldn't even. I feel like a lot of people who might call themselves Christian, I'll just say you're not Christian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't like call myself Christian of, no more, bro. Yeah, like, but why?
0: Because like, I um, I don't like the way that Christians walk. Period. So like, this is what know. I'm. This is what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. If you say that you are a Christian, but you're not, if but and you're walking in a way that will repel somebody, mm-hmm. you're not Christian. Yeah, but you call yourself though. But you're just calling yourself.
0: Right, but I'm saying the people like historically yeah. who have called themselves Christian. Yeah, I don't want to be associated with
1: them. But so that's why I feel you. That makes so a that lot of sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like for a minute, I I think I was like that. So now I'm playing with this concept of saying like. Do I want to allow Christ's message to be lost mm-hmm. because I don't want to be associated with people who did not accurately manifest it, or am I willing to literally challenge history and have that awkward conversation every time I come into a space where I say I'm Christian, y'all not Christian? Mm-hmm. You see,
0: I I just want to be like I hate titles one, but like mm. beyond that, like I just want to be known as an advocate of love. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I mean ultimately. That's what, you know, biblically, like Christ, like said, is what's important. It's like love God first, then love everybody else around you, and then everything else should fall in place after that. You feel me? And it's like I don't need to call myself a Christian. I don't need to call myself religious. I don't religion controls people. You feel me? All I need to do is be centered and be rooted in love, and make sure that that's like my guiding principle and stuff. And uh, try to figure out the theology and shit as I'm going on, but like nothing else matters beyond that.
1: You feel me? Absolutely. So absolutely, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. That should be though. I feel like that's that's understanding the whole concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm about to take and do like the actual actions. Like mm-hmm. y'all can have the titles, y'all can do the discussion, but like let me. Let this manifest. In my it's life. the same
0: way. Like I don't really call myself an alpha no more.
1: Mm, like
0: that's interesting. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I am alpha. Right, I, mean, I got my bricks right there. Right, you know, saying so, yeah, I wear letters and stuff because I, I do enjoy the fraternity of uh, well, the network mm-hmm. of like being with uh some of like the dopest people in, in our culture in our right. community, right. sure. Really and truly, bro. there's not a single movement in Columbus, especially not right now, but probably even historically. There's not a single... you take out, like, the, the alphas in black history, and there is, like, no black history. Really and truly, if you... How you figure? All right. Let me, like, name off some names. It's your very, we can start at the very top, man, like Martin Luther King, which is, like, the obvious one, right? Thurker Marshall, right up there. Yeah. W.B. Du Bois. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you go down... Yeah, people like Jesse Owens. We mm-hmm. had people like Gary Morgan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I'm saying? Like, literally, across the board, the first, like, black mayors in mm-hmm. the country were black, like, political leaders, thought leaders, mm-hmm. social leaders, like, they're, just, they're alphas and shit, right? You think they just happen
1: to be alphas? Well, that's, like, my
0: whole point. Like, here in Columbus, there's not a single movie. Like, you can name any, like, you can name parties, you can name mm-hmm. politics, you can name business associations you mm-hmm. can name uh entrepreneurs anything there's mm-hmm. if if it's not an alpha that's the spearhead of it yeah. then it's very close in adjacent you see what I'm saying yeah and uh, I personally would rather just push forward the ideas of alpha you yeah. know uh uh scholarship yeah love for all mankind yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. uh uplifting the right. downtrodden yeah. parts of humanity and uh and really just pushing those principles right. and stuff rather than be like, Oh my alpha I'm an alpha yeah. I, I, I yeah stroll or yeah, you know, like I, that that's just celebrity and shit, you know what I mean? And I hate Facts. bureaucracy. Right. You feel me? I hate decorum. Um
1: and I, I think <laughs> that's like I think it would be um like inaccurate to say that the reason that these people did these things is because they were alphas.
0: Right. It's like I was an alpha before I put the letters
1: on. You see you know what, what I, mean? I mean? Right. So Yeah, so I'm an
0: alpha even if I don't claim all of it, But you. what is
1: but I, I think to to promote scholarship and love for all mankind is not something that's that's exclusive or mainly these scholarship by and
0: love for all mankind. Those are your my fault, bro. No, you're fine. I didn't say it earlier, so that's I'm not different.
1: something that's um uh, that's not something that Alpha has exclusive dominion over. Yeah, for or sure. Or even or even created the idea of. So I um uh, I mean
0: as far as like social clubs and everything goes, it's the oldest one. You said right? What I mean? But you're right in terms of uh like anybody could have had those thoughts and stuff. You know I mean? The reason why I joined the frat is because I wanted to be a company in concert with like-minded individuals. Yeah, respect. And people would say, yo, I'm committed to this cause or whatever. So by consequence and not as predictions like oh, I'm join it so that I can be a part of this or whatever. Yeah. And by being under the same umbrella it's like now I know Allegedly. Yeah. That everybody that's underneath this umbrella, yeah, we're all here for the same reason. We have similar goals and everything. These things that we've committed in our lives and
1: stuff too. Yeah. You see what I mean? You think you would have been able to um do you think you would have been able to like find success or fulfillment outside of alpha or do you think that you needed that in order to be who you are?
0: Nah. To like become
1: the best version of yourself? Um,
0: I became an alpha By half stage, You know so they tricked me uh, <laughs> So, like, I was an alpha Esquire I Now you. I don't know if I would be The same person If I wasn't an alpha Esquire Well of um, course Yeah like when I was In high school uh, It was a youth development group Yeah And like just having Those type of mentors Like yeah. pour into me The way yeah. that they did Like I was extremely Instrumental In my development yeah. Into the person That would become a keys and stuff You see what right, I'm saying Right um, But when I graduated <laughs> from High school I was going to college I remember, uh, I was driving my friend, oh, no, excuse me, my brother's friend, he went to Howard, um, I was in D.C., and, uh, he was, you know, in the back seat or whatever, and, uh, like, he was just talking, or whatever, I found out later that he was the president of Beta Chapter, mm-hmm. which, like, everybody knows, like, Beta mm-hmm. Chapter, and everything mm-hmm. like that, uh, he was like, yeah, you say you're not gonna be an Alpha, you're gonna be an Alpha, like, uh you know you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and i was like nah nigga get the fuck out of here that's, like i'm not because i hate slavery you're not gonna tell me what i'm gonna do and shit that. i came to capital and when i was at capital uh i was like no, i'm not about to pledge like y'all <laughs> got Straight me fucked up, up for why? you know mean, like i'm gonna just be me and my uncle and uh they tried to trick well not trick me well it was kind of a, well they weren't really trying to trick me it was just you know it's a the theater of greek life and shit yeah of course and, well, not even the coercion, it was like there wasn't a lot of black people on campus and stuff. So like, one of the ones that was on campus, uh, he was like, Yo, we watching the game tonight. Right. I was like, "Word!" and so I went to the crib and then it turned into something else or whatever. Now I was like, Oh shit, you know what I mean? Um but I mean even then like I didn't join that yeah. that uh session if you will. Yeah. Um but it wasn't until I realized that everybody that I looked up to, everybody that I was working with they were either alphas or had interest in becoming alphas or uh, more influenced by alphas and stuff like that. So it's like the one common denominator. It's like, these are the people I'm already around. I'd rather walk in concert with these men than to stubbornly like say, I'm going to go do it on my own. You That's see what interesting.
1: Me? And they and, wouldn't work with you if you were not
0: with them. No, they would. Oh. No, they absolutely would. But so many doors have been opened up since crossing to become an alphas. Like even my whole uh, work at, at Warhol and Wall Street and leading Flypaper, right. that happened after I crossed. I graduated in twenty fourteen. I crossed it in twenty twelve,
1: and uh, so they wouldn't work with you as closely if you were not an
0: alpha. No, it's not even that. Like the people that I knew, they were working because I'm a like I have a light inside of me. Sure, you see know what I mean. But I was, or I'm, I am currently able to meet new people that I would never met before. It's an icebreaker. more than anything so it's just like we're in the same room because we're here because of Alpha and now like we can have a conversation the same way that Native tongues is an icebreaker you know what I mean absolutely so um, the people that started Flypaper like I saw them they were building this marketing company I was like hey I just graduated from school um, in PR or whatever I want to be learn how to build something can I intern for you Mm -hmm. solely because I was an Alpha it's like oh yeah come on like I can Mm -hmm. teach you some stuff or whatever This is a stranger Mm that what he, the stranger barrier was broken because we were both Greek. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, to this day, you know, neither one of us are like, oh, yeah, super Greek, blah, blah, blah. But that initial conversation, it happened because of our uh, Greek life. You see what I mean? The culture of Greekdom is what I Yeah. now. Like, it's all pageantry. It's all. Yeah. Like, look at me and like the yeah. glory and, like, pro shows and yeah. made and paper. And it's like, bro, I don't give a fuck about yeah. any of that type of stuff. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Right. And once upon a time, I did kind of, even even when I was a participant in that culture, like, I was, it was like a, it had an asterisk and stuff to it. You see what I'm saying? It's like a, almost like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Like, all right, let's talk about drug dealers. Like, there's drug dealers. Like, everybody that sells drugs, they know that they're drug dealers and stuff, right? Some of us like, yo, I just need to get to a point where I can get out and, and turn into uh, go clean and shit, right? And then others is like, no, nah, this is the lifestyle. Like, I'm here right, for like this. Right. I want all of it. Right. You see what I mean? So even when I was like more on the, like, yeah, I'm Greek, I'm Greek, I'm Greek, it was more so for a greater purpose, man. Now it's like I don't even need that. I don't want that. There it could be a different way. Like it's yeah. actually more damaging to our community than it's helpful. Respect. So Yeah. I agree with that. And
1: I mean that's just how I feel like across the board. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's really interesting. Yeah. I'll be I'm excited to have more of this conversation too because I think that there's some very interesting like uh nuances that we can get into. Uh-huh. And we can we can have some like really good debate and just like talk about the concept of Greek life and Alpha and stuff like that, I also, when I was at NYU, um, there was already like a men of color group on campus uh-huh. that started out and was closely associated with Alpha, uh-huh. but then was disassociated with Alpha. But I came in and I was part of this men of color group, which had no, there was no pledge process, there was no uh, exclusivity though. Yeah. there was You didn't have to do anything but just participate. So uh-huh. it was a little bit different dynamic. But uh, an Alpha chapter came to NYU and maybe like the last it came maybe during, like, my sophomore year. Oh, okay. And when they decided that they wanted to bring a chapter to NYU, I was already doing my thing. And, like, I was definitely, like, being recruited, like, being invited, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to informational sessions and being hit up and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. And I had this moment where I was thinking, like, dang, is this something that I would want to do. Of course, ultimately, I came to the decision that it was not something that I wanted to do, yeah. you know what I'm saying, for, like, very fundamental reasons. And... It's interesting to see like different perspectives on Greek life because of that. Uh-huh. Like I think a lot of people who are, I think again, like the concept of Greek life is is really dope. The concept, yeah. the but I don't is, give it. But it's but it's not that idea didn't originate with Greek life.
0: Yes and no. Like we, if you look at the history of it. But there's well, history before
1: Greek life. You feel me in America in, in our America, people. No. There's 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 history before Greek life. Well
0: We're definitely going to have to talk about it. I, I want to hear... like Y'all were founded you... in 06,
1: yes? Yeah. Yeah, so we've been here since 1619. Right. You feel what I'm saying? We're not had... free people. Nah, but we were free before we came here in 1619.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying in America, though. Right, like, so... Like, black civilization... Yeah. And well, the black uh, population here in America... Yeah. As Americans, yeah. born naturalized and everything... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the conversations that were have taken place and stuff... Yeah. Like, because... Even one of our, he's not an alpha, he's uh, the predecessor of it, C.C. Uh, mm-hmm. C. Dexter. Mm-hmm. like uh, he was the school of thought, a predominant school of thought, uh, even back then was that, you know, black people didn't have enough culture to be able to socialize and, and fraternalize the way that, right. you know, our our founders wanted to. Right. You see what I mean? That was a prevalent thought. And. These seven men were like, No, we do, right. and We're going to, right. and everything." And that was revolutionary at the time, absolutely. So, I don't want to uh, belittle or diminish like the impact of making that decision to say, like, You know, no, we can't do this
1: Respect. shit because it
0: was a pioneering thought, Respect.
1: You know what I And I 100% agree with that. I attribute that idea to those men, what do you mean? I attribute the ideas of those men and to the, to the power and beauty and thriving culture and um, determination and tenacity that is intrinsic within blackness. More than I identify with it as something, again, that is like exclusive or uniquely existing in a Greek space. I'm saying like I love and rock with the Greek space. And I feel like the concept of essentially having uh, a group of people who, can safely pass ideas to people who they know will be able to not only understand them, but to make use of these powerful ideas. And somebody who can be relied upon to be kind of like a pillar of a community is important. Like I rock with that concept because I very often think about like, in my heart, I wanna say give everything to everybody. If you have any resource in it, when it comes down to your people, give it to the kids and whoever's gonna pick it up is gonna pick it up. But I do think that there is something very important and something very powerful from a strategic and just like existential standpoint that happens when you are able to do a vetting process? Have you already shown that you have convictions in these certain ways? Because there are levels to the power that we have to wield. So you feel me? Like I rock with that. I really do. I guess that what I'm saying is that once we got freedom, you feel me? Around 1865, we took over, politics in our local yeah, areas. We built up cities. Facts. we decided that we wanted to go into these spaces. So of
0: course there were people that were saying Melody scholarship love raw, all mankind even back then because it wasn't
1: right. And I'm and I'm also saying that had it not been Greek life, you know what I'm saying that developed been in been these areas of and it and it was because it was in communities, place. you know what I'm saying whether it's the Bronzeville of Columbus or the Bronzeville of Chicago, you know what I'm saying or whatever it was, like in the hood, people might not have had like a title for it but there was very specific and um, explicit tools that were being developed in game that was being passed down in a methodical way. Because that was inside of just us or whatever.
0: It's like you organized on campuses maybe, but there was also organization that was happening
1: just in the hood. Absolutely.
0: Because well. I sense.
1: idolized the Panthers. Yeah. And none of them were well, Huey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, now, there were Sigmas in the, in the Panthers. But right, so, but is yeah, that it? Huey a, was a Sigma. But it was he, uh, he wasn't an alpha per se. And was the Panthers, basically what I'm saying is like as a street group, that's that's actually a huge point And I can't discredit that. Like yeah. that, that makes a big difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Because like organization, and this is something, uh, I don't know if you saw another, it's in the other room, it's a book, The Talented 10th.
1: Uh, Talented 10th. Yeah. This is a big, this is, we're going to get to a thematic debate that yeah. comes down to. Can't everybody, if we say everybody is privy to this information, if somebody goes and gets it, we have to give it to all, Uh or do we trust a few people to lift everybody up? I just,
0: I do want to, well, I want to make sure that I at least represent the perspective that, like, a movement has to start somewhere, Mm. you feel me? Like, the idea of freedom, it began with somebody. Yeah. Like, even before the Declaration of Independence, like, that was inspired by uh, Common Sense by Thomas Paine. Right. You see what I mean? Right. Like that's you know the, the natural rights of human right. like somebody had to like say that first you right. see what I mean and there was a lot of new ideas that were introduced at the beginning of the 20th century yes you know what I mean it, it wasn't just Alpha yeah. Alpha was one of it's a, a sure. leading one and also the spread of it out to other is very much like a, even like the spread of the gospel Most you see definite. what I'm saying Most like definite. John the Baptist being the first Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying like and there is something to be said about like saying black people can organize, mm. you feel me, and going into new spaces that had never heard it before, yeah. Like, bruh, the even like the idea of Juneteenth teeth for people that have been free for two, three years, yeah, or whatever, and still be enslaved because nobody told them, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, it might be
1: inside of you, but so what I'm wondering is, and this is where this is like where my discrepancy and the only real qualm that I have with it is, is John the Baptist. You know what I'm saying? In the concept of somebody does have to lead it, but John the Baptist would have been equally happy if somebody became the Messiah with him or or without him. If somebody was brought to the understanding of Jesus with him or without him. And yeah, for sure. Regardless of how um like pure and noble intentions are with Uh specific groups that have uh brands and that have names and that have identifiable members might begin with. In literally all of history, you see the concept of power corrupting. Yeah. And if if the idea of the group doesn't overtake the work that they do, if it doesn't overtake the work that they do, I've always seen it limit the ability of the output of the work that they can do. And that's like, that's I, something that I can't get down with.
0: I agree that there should be no superiority or whatever that... Like you get like I, I don't get any extra well I shouldn't get any extra bonus points for being an alpha. You feel what
1: I'm you know? saying?
0: And it doesn't really matter who the credit belongs to. Yeah. Um. And like, I, I, and that's a problem I have a Greek life now. Yeah. It's like a, a elitist. Or whatever. Yes. Like, yes. That's essentially yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. And I don't believe in that or whatever. It's not about like oh he did this more right. so like when I speak on it when I was speaking on it earlier like talking about like black there not being black history. If you remove the alphas and stuff take from it, this real quick.
1: No, man. go ahead. I'm very sorry. <coughs>
0: You're
1: fine. Y'all, what's up? Nah, what'd you say? Okay, okay. Um, I am chilling off Livingston, uh, kicking it with Malcolm at Keys, just chopping up with him about everything from you know what I'm saying Native Tongues event that just went down that we were rocking at, talking about a little bit of Morgan Harper stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm picking it to like chop about like, uh, yeah. So I would want, I would want you and I to sit down. I would want you and I to sit down and, um, talk about how we are going to get, uh, album artwork sourced, uh, how we're basically going to do like rollout for this EP that we want to do in, or that I'm saying in, in like mid to late January and even if if it if I need to like get stuff together I'm happy with doing it but I definitely just want to make sure like we know what is on each of our individual checklists exactly like what I'm gonna grab what I'm gonna grab um whether it be from like getting merch putting together like a budget when we want to release the songs um what the distributor is going to be like distro kid tune core you know what I'm saying like whatever that is I, I definitely would want to sit down and get kind of like a good idea of those things because, um yeah, because we're here, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. most definite mhm yep easy Wednesday will be good um by then I'll be able to probably type up a full thing and have like bullet points you know what I'm saying so it could be a very like proficient effective link up um yeah so as long as it's like Bet, I'll I'll be doing a, I'll be with family like once the late afternoon and evening comes so maybe we could do like early afternoon or even in the morning I'm down with so yeah that's dope that's perfect with me love all right bro easy I'll talk to you soon so you're saying
0: yeah I was basically just saying it's about recognizing what really happened. Yeah, like I'm
1: only mm. describing history not yeah, fact. Uh, prescribing Yeah, you see fact. what I'm yeah. that's major yeah. yeah facts and you have to recognize that exactly like if you take
0: the alphas uh, anybody that's an alpha let's say uh, try not to be morbid you know what I mean especially by the times that we live in right let's say every alpha moved from Columbus right, right. now a lot of the things that we're proud of mm-hmm. like the the uh, the social structure of our culture and stuff right now collapses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the people that are holding it up are, you know what I mean? So that's all I'm trying to say.
1: I'm wondering. And so I wonder, it is an important distinguishment to say that I'm describing it Mm -hmm. and I'm prescribing it. Right. But we, of course, never, of course, by describing it and pointing out these things, we're trying to imply something. Or at least trying to get to the bottom of why that matters. So of course we could say you know what I'm saying if you remove for example, like if you remove the alphas from Columbus, this would happen. Or if you say if you go back and look at the alphas that have done this, this is just history. This did and right. so my then I'm wondering what are we getting at with acknowledging those things?
0: I mean, this you, you can draw your own conclusions and stuff after that. You so say, like the only the only purpose I would have is saying it's like Outfits have been important. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. And yeah. as me being one and stuff, now it's like I'm adding to uh, the legacy that's already been written. Stuff, sure. You see what I'm For saying? Sure. Um, some people would be like, "Oh, that makes us superior." Right. Like that. And it's like no. We can say like if you take it away from Greek life, you say like the same shit about like uh, what we were saying earlier about black women and stuff. It's like black women have been instrumental mm. in so many things mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the course of human history. Yeah, you feel me? Like. It's That's just facts. We're yeah, just bro. like saying facts. Yeah, yeah. That's all. <laughs> facts. But again, like I don't even call myself an alpha outright anymore. Right. And it used to be on my bio, all that type of stuff, yeah. whatever. It's like, no, I'm I'm more than that or whatever. Yeah. Now it's uh, my grand Up. Uh, he says often, well, he taught us often. It was like, uh you know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And I don't know if somebody more famous said that before B.I. did, yeah. but he's the one that told it to me. Yeah. You see know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I think that history will reflect back and see like me and, and what I'm doing and stuff now and being monumental and giant mm. stuff or whatever. But I look at it it's like, alright, that means I'm just creating a, a, a stepping stool for somebody to come after me to stand on my shoulders sure. and take it even further. As sure. you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, but when I said no, it doesn't have to be a Greek that does yeah, it. Yeah. You know I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's mad interesting though. I feel like I'm just very curious. Like everything you're saying is facts. It comes down to, so like in my mind, I'll tell you like the things that I really, I really struggle with. Again, like I, I, I actually first I want to conclude like that portion of the conversation with saying like I fully get what you're saying so, mm-hmm. and I feel like it is I respect and I rock with the fact that you have to acknowledge the value of that experience like right. even though alpha's not in your bio it's not because is not important exactly and it, you know what I'm saying just, I don't want that to be the selling point. facts exactly. now I think just in like a general sense taking like our personal stuff out of it into just like a philosophical thing I always wonder like how are we able to I guess like can you scale quality can if every if something becomes accessible to a large group of people is it possible for that thing to still have value
0: you're saying that's what i'm hoping that's the bet that i'm making with etc you know what i mean because i'm trying to scale that up like make it so that like some of the the individual contributions of creatives and stuff that they're making to the culture it gets heard by more than their fishbowl right you know what i'm saying right um, I mean, but again, that goes back to integrity. You feel me? And and intention. It's like, why are you doing this? Taking it back to Hamilton, it's going to come full circle. Um, uh, at the end of the play, he is endorsing Thomas Jefferson, who's his political rival, mm-hmm. over um somebody that is more politically aligned with him, who mm-hmm. is Aaron Burr. Yes. Um, and he tells him, it's like, bro, at the end of the day. Um, even though I've never agreed with Thomas Jefferson, whatever, I believe that he has beliefs. Mm. and Aaron Burr has nothing. You mm. see what I'm saying? So I'm going to endorse him yeah. over this guy. Yeah. And so as things Man, get big, crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? But if if you have the right people that are building the shit and reminding them to stay humble and and to stay like glued to their purpose, like I'm a parted Jay-Z Defender, even still, 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people like turn their back sure. and stuff on him and shit. And for me, it's like, bro, something like oh he's now a victim of capitalism and all mm-hmm. this It's like, but the way I see it is that he's doing exactly what he's always done his entire career. And if I'm trusting that he's doing it with the right purpose and stuff behind it, then it doesn't really matter me tracking like what I think that he should be doing. You see what I'm saying? Like you have billions of dollars now where before you had millions and before that you had uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that means you have the the ability to impact more. Right. You see what I'm saying? As long as you have the conviction that that's what you're supposed to be doing with Mm -hmm. it. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now trusting somebody's intentions like that's a personal decision that everybody has to make for their own like self or whatever. But I think that just because you have power, it doesn't mean that you have to have lost your your morals and your convictions
1: and your integrity and stuff. You see what I mean? Yeah, I think that uh, I see what you mean, but I don't think I agree. What part do you disagree with? I, and I gotta that, get out of here. So I gotta go get my dog. Let's in. do it so I can go in too. We can oh, I Should heard. I give the statement? Yeah, we you. All right. So yeah, I, I think that with? Um, I think that to have power at the scale that he has in this world, in this setting, again, with the understanding that this world is not for us for like a lot of very descript reasons, not just specifically like spiritual indicates that you have that you have given up the morals that you need to have. So like to accumulate $1 billion means that you have to have to either uh, consciously, I mean, int- intentionally or consciously said that agree to the suffering of a lot of people in order to accumulate your 1 billion. You think and so? Absolutely.
0: We're going to have to talk about that. Absolutely. For sure. yeah. yeah, 1
1: billion, I mean because in order to accumulate 1 billion, especially in the way that a lot of people have, it means that you have to understand basic economics and how capitalism works. Yeah. And in order to reach an extreme in capitalism, essentially what I'm saying is I'm trying to get the most return for the least input. So
0: one thing that I did see the other day, uh it was oh, a video. They were like chastising like Bill Gates and mm-hmm. uh uh Bezos as well. Yes, and and please let me put it on the record. I don't think that there should be billionaires ever. Right. right. Um. But one of the comments of the supporters of the billionaires said, you know, and uh uh quantifying somebody's wealth for their network mm-hmm. it also takes into account the businesses that they own mm-hmm. and all of the salaries and the, uh, the wealth and everything of like all the employees and stuff that they're hiring right, as well. Right. And that was something I hadn't considered. That's new information that I just yeah, got this week that I, I didn't really think about. Yeah. You know I mean, it's like, all right, is that liquid? Yeah. You know, do you have a billion dollars just sitting in your bank account? Yeah. Or do you have a billion dollars worth of assets, mm-hmm. including, you know, the employment of, 2 million people and shit mm-hmm. So and if mm-hmm. that is the case it's like is that really something that I should be like critical of you know yeah so I agree I don't I don't know like where that really takes me yeah but,
1: like, I guess it just comes down to like uh, then then we try to like gauge what number makes us feel comfortable but like I even would feel like if you have you know 50 million dollars like that's uh, I was just thinking this grotesque. the other day
0: this is the last thing that I want to All say right, okay. uh, is that I saw somebody chastising Hog uh for the the um the Sean Carter Foundation. Yeah. They he just had or whatever. And they raised six million, right? Yeah, six yeah. million. Somebody was like, Oh, that's point five six percent of his right. net worth or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I asked the question, it's a real question. It's like at what what percentage would make you feel comfortable with him having given? Yeah. And like What's the threshold? It's like, oh, okay, he gave twenty seven percent. Now you're good with it. Yeah. It's like because twenty seven percent still
1: Yeah,
0: I mean it's not a lot or whatever. And then if I'm putting it on a relative scale, I'm talking about me, it's like I haven't given point five six of my net mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. and everything to it. So it's like how come you're not pressing me the same way that you're pressing him?
1: What it comes down to is um not you, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, nah, facts, did. facts. And the way that I've settled in my mind in my mind and like Something that a lot of people have said is uh, it's not about equal contribution, it's about equal sacrifice. And that's the big thing. So to me, I don't care. But
0: why does it matter, like, what the sacrifice is, if, like, all right, let me, if I could flip what yeah. you just said. Yeah. It's like, all right, it's not even about equal sacrifice or equal contribution. It's more about what's being done for the greater good and, like, what can continue to be done, like, into the future, the perpetuity.
1: I think it's about, I think, so... With that being said, I do think that it's about sacrifice because equal sacrifice connects to uh, personal conviction. And if, it's, if we're just focusing on, like, the impact that's being had, it will excuse, uh, you know what I'm saying, a very rich person because they can say, look at what I have done. Uh-huh. But if if that person is only doing it because they have that amount, who's to say that if that person only had a few dollars or was down to their last? That they wouldn't break it with another person.
0: Fair, but what if and, they're doing it because they feel convicted to just help or
1: whatever? And I want to amass this fine. amount of money
0: to put it to good use, so that I could do this type of stuff.
1: That's fine. That, but that means that, again, I feel like it points to even though you we're getting closer to the ultimate thing. I think like the most pure and the most beautiful state of spirit is to say, "I will do what I can to help my people." That's right. the right thing to do. Agreed.
0: Now, if the strategy to get to doing the most that you can't help your people, like I remember Jose back in uh, 2003 on the Black album, he was like, you know, I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. Mm. So, But you can't. I'm just saying that this is his perspective. Right. It's like, so I'm going to get rich so I can't help you. Yeah. And since he said that nobody could say, anybody that's informed or that like, has real information yeah. could say that he has it. Now that he is rich and does right. have more power, like he hasn't used that to help poor people. Yeah. Because he has, for sure. You know but if he was
1: getting rich to help poor people, then he wouldn't own uh, a mansion that's the size of uh, four schools. You see what I'm saying? You give your spirit away to excess when you don't keep yourself strict according to what you're truly doing something so At for. what
0: point is, like, if, I mean...
1: I start? would never, bro, especially understanding where I came from, and again, it's not a discredit to him. It's a system that we're exposed to. Uh-huh. We know where we came from. I would never, ever, ever buy a Lamborghini car or anything that is just clearly excessive, let alone a house, four mansions, all and these somebody things. somebody can say, this
0: house that we live if you're in
1: right now, well, I'm in. Right. It's excessive. Absolutely. There's a lot of space out here. Absolutely. You see what I mean? Absolutely. It, it's
0: like, at what point do you draw the the line? What's the line of demarcation? You know what I'm so saying? So what I'm
1: saying is that nobody, and somebody who would say that, Somebody who would say that this house is luxury is, of course, somebody who comes from much less, which which makes, is me. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's a difference between. And again, so maybe, you know, what I'm saying in your life, you will get up to the point where you do start to buy whatever, because we're we're creatures of habit. We're right. not creatures. of. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think that it's cool to have luxury and I feel like it's cool to have comfort. We deserve that in our life. But. Your state of spirit will determine your actions, and if your state of spirit is truly to use your energy and your resources as much as you can to help your people, you will not allow yourself to get to the space where you literally live in a space that's separated from society, up in a hill but that it takes two miles like to just drive away. Your opinion? Yeah, of course, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, so it's like,
0: what? What makes your opinion better than his?
1: It can't. I'm not arguing the, the value of hmm. somebody. If I saw a hole in the street, I would dap him up. If he was dying, I would try to save him. Uh-huh. I don't make, I can't make character right. judgments. That's for God, right? Exactly. I make mean, strategy I judgments. Yeah, and strategy. so I'm personally saying that that yes, strategy it, is yeah. not indicative of because you could have used those resources that you use to purchase a physical There's item. more in order to have facts. That's real. And I want to as who I am. I want to be challenged to, and I also want to challenge other people to push themselves as much as they can to be of help. Yeah, that's so if I see a chance where you, if I see a, a situation where you clearly did something that will have no benefit to anyone in an egregious, excessive million, trillion, whatever dollar way, then I'll be forced to at least remind you, look, you know what I'm saying? If we're, if we're for our people, we could do this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to stop it right there. I'm going to stop the recording.